Dallas-Fort Worth. Production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Happy Friday. It's a Friday morning, August 19, 2022. Great to be with you on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and much to discuss this morning. And as always, it's a Friday, which means... Our great segments with Doug Keck continue. He is our President and Chief Operating Officer, and we call the segment The Inside Word because we give you insight as to what's coming up in programming so you can mark it down on your calendar, your cell phone, wherever you keep all your important items on your agenda. And then we also always have great conversations about things in the news, the secular media, because that's where Doug and I come from, and just about life in general. I really enjoy my segments with Doug. It's, uh, for me, very inspiring, especially uh, all of his experience in the media, not just at EWTN as well. At the bottom of the hour, it's Fact Check Friday time, and I had a few uh, head-exploding moments this morning, and I was looking at these stories that are on the wires and they're getting, um, I wouldn't say they're going viral, but it is getting a lot of attention in the sense of it was basically a statement from the New York Attorney General. Apparently, and there's no details on this, and this is what I want to know, and this is to the point of the subject matter of Fact Check Friday today. The Attorney General is saying that there were two, of course they're calling them anti-abortion extremists, there were some pro-lifers who were praying outside or somewhere near, I'm trying to get specifics, but the Attorney General is not offering any information, neither is Planned Parenthood, those making the allegations, that these pro-lifers were, quote-unquote, harassing workers at the Planned Parenthood facility in New York. Now, the Attorney General says she will stop at nothing to check into this, and the Planned Parenthood says they'll stop at nothing legally, and they say the situation was so bad. And I'll, I'll read the story, story for you later on in, in Fact Check Friday that apparently the workers who were impacted inside the Planned Parenthood facility apparently needed some support or some therapy or something along those lines. And also, according to the Attorney General, the people that were involved allegedly have a history of this. So what happens? I'm looking at the story and I'm saying, okay, who are these people? If you're outside a Planned Parenthood facility, I would think that they have video cameras all over the place. So why don't we see the video of this incident if it was so horrific? And let's see the example of what was actually done. And they did kind of put a little point in the story that there were no workers inside the waiting room, or, or no patients, excuse me, when this happened. Okay, so how did the harassment occur and against whom? What was said, what was done? And again, I would think that there would be some physical evidence of this, even some audio or some cell phone pictures or something, if this is as bad as they're saying. But this is the problem with the press. Okay, Miss Attorney General, thank you for this information. Please give us more background. What actually occurred? How did these protesters harass the workers? What did they say? What did they do? Did they force their way into the building? God forbid, was there violence? These are all legitimate questions. And certainly, if violence occurred, no one in the pro-life movement is supporting that. We just don't do that. It's wrong. It's criminal. So, okay, if that happened, then they, you know, then the legal process needs to go to work. However, we don't see anything because there's no information in here. They just use the word harassment. They insist that these people have a record of doing this, but they don't put forth any evidence to show exactly what happened. 
And then where are the follow-up questions with the media? What do they do? They just regurgitate and just put this statement out there, statements from Planned Parenthood and the Attorney General, with the impression in people's minds that extremist anti-abortionists are so mean that they can't let people at Planned Parenthood do their jobs in terms of going through with killing more children. But you need information here, or you should, if you're doing your job as a reporter. Unfortunately, their job is now advocacy versus acting as government and authority watchdogs and raising questions. And we saw the same thing now with the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control. All of a sudden, the director is coming out and saying they had horrible communication, bad messaging, very confusing. Duh! That happened from the get-go. Where were the media in asking the questions when they were contradicting themselves in the medical community constantly? Regardless of how one feels about the vaccine, I'm not getting into that, but what I'm saying is the reporters didn't ask the proper questions or look at the obvious contradictions in terms of you can wear a mask here, but you can't wear a mask here, or not following up on the politicians who ignored all the rules and said they were above it and didn't do anything. The only outlets who covered that were the conservative outlets. And this is what happens with the press. If they're not doing their job, it causes real problems and can affect people's health, people's lives, and a lot more. So we'll discuss that in Fact Check Friday. That's coming up at the bottom of the hour. And then I'm very much looking forward to talking with Brian Birch of Catholic Vote. They have put out a series of very powerful ads showing how the president, Joe Biden, who calls himself a Catholic, is doing little or nothing to combat the violence against his own fellow members of the church, whether it be Catholic churches, but especially what's happening at pregnancy resource centers around the country. So we'll talk about that with Brian Birch and Catholic Vote and why it is important to get our message out and especially help people understand the inconsistencies, the imbalance, and just the, the hypocrisy of saying you're concerned about violence yet turning a blind eye to the violence that's going on and not encouraging your own legal authorities to investigate. I mean, where are the investigations on the, uh, the uh, Jane's Revenge, the pregnancy centers? Now, there is a story that we're going to share with you in a few minutes, a few seconds, I should say, for um, the news this morning on CatholicNewsAgency.com, where there is a follow-up, thanks be to God, to catching the perpetrator who actually did acts of violence against a Catholic school last week. So, but I haven't heard too many other arrests in these cases. So this is something, if the reporters were keeping up on this and asking questions, trust me, things would get done. All right, the weather forecast mainly is going to be extremely hot in the northwest, triple digits, and then the southwest and other parts of the country, heavy rain. So that's basically the weather forecast of the nation in a summary. So keep that in mind if you're heading outside today. Right now, seven minutes past the hour already. Let's get right into the news and see what's happening on a Friday morning, August 19th, 2022. Kentucky Supreme Court, as Will Clark explains, hearing arguments on the state's abortion ban, but it will be a while before that happens. The state's high court has agreed to hear the case between Attorney General Daniel Cameron and a downtown Louisville abortion clinic on November 15th. The ACLU and Planned Parenthood, both of whom are parties to the case, had asked the Supreme Court for emergency relief that would have lifted the ban until that November hearing. But the justices found that the argument did not rise to extraordinary cause needed for that to happen. 
The trigger laws allow for abortions only in cases where the mother's life is in danger and do not allow for exceptions for cases of rape or incest. Police have arrested and charged a man believed to have vandalized St. Anthony's School in Washington, D.C. last week. As Catholic News Agency reports with an update, the property destruction led to a national outcry and support for a Catholic school celebrating its 100th year this fall. The incident is being investigated as a potential hate crime in which 32-year-old Demetrius Hansford of Northeast Washington vandalized the school's St. Anthony of Padua statue, stole 1400 in cash, and trampled areas on the property in two incidents, one on August 10th, the other on August 15th. He was then charged with vandalism and theft on August 16th. A federal judge says the affidavit used to raid former President Donald Trump's South Florida home should not be sealed. Attorney Deanna Shulman is representing media organizations. He will review those materials and he will enter an order specifying what information, if any, will remain sealed and inaccessible to the public. She also says the judge will protect the identity of confidential informants. It is very common in these situations that information that would lead to the disclosure of their identity is kept secret. The judge ultimately told the feds to file a redacted affidavit by next Thursday before the unsealing takes place. In other news this morning, Listen to Kay tells us a public safety warning is being released about rainbow-colored fentanyl. Investigators say the rainbow fentanyl looks like colored chalk and poses a huge risk to kids who may think they can touch it. They say it's way more potent. It's powdered and multicolored. Sheriff's deputies seized about four grams in Portland, Oregon, and pushed out the public warning. Investigators already detected rainbow fentanyl in California and believe it's working its way up the West Coast from Mexico. Health officials warn it only takes two milligrams of fentanyl to cause a fatal overdose. Brandon Caserta says a plot to kidnap Michigan's Governor Whitmer over COVID-19 restrictions was concocted by the FBI. Caserta was acquitted by a federal judge back in April and spoke to reporters yesterday outside a federal court in Grand Rapids, Michigan, as a case against Adam Fox and Barry Croft is wrapping up. I hope this jury does, you know, the same thing that the last jury did for us. They don't deserve to be in here for saying mean things and offending people. He says it's ridiculous the government is continuing their narrative that these people are actually terrorists. Caserta adds he is still trying to rebuild his life after spending 18 months behind bars. People in Houston are cleaning up after storms brought rain, hail, and powerful winds. In the town of Perlin, that's just outside of Houston, south of Houston, strong winds causing thousands of dollars in damages. A storm tossing a shed through a neighbor's window and tearing down a fence. Crews working to repair power lines as the rain came down Thursday night. No injuries have been reported so far. We are surely in a housing recession. That is according to the chief economist of the National Association of Realtors, who said that as sales of previously owned homes fell by about 6% last month when compared to June. Lawrence Young saying there's a housing recession also because builders are simply not building. The Republican candidate for Illinois Governor Darren Bailey continues to criticize Chicago over its issues with gun violence. The state senator speaking yesterday during the GOP's annual day at the Illinois State Fair. Are legislators going soft on criminals to the point that they've made Chicago a hellhole, friends? Bailey is insisting Chicago is unsafe and that residents there deserve much better. More than a dozen people are facing charges, as Rick Holschel reports, following a three-day operation targeting retail theft, and this is in Sarasota County. 
During the operation, sheriff's deputies worked in real time with loss prevention personnel to catch shoplifters at the Macy's and Dillard stores in the University Town Center Mall in Sarasota. In total, 13 arrests were made and 20 charges filed. Combined, police say the suspects have tallied 178 prior charges and 54 convictions. The suspect charged with stabbing author Salman Rushdie is now being held after pleading not guilty. Hani Matar entering his plea to charges including second-degree attempted murder. Rushdie was stabbed last Friday before giving a lecture in western New York. And police and fire officials in Chicago along Lake Michigan urging everyone to be responsible on the lake following multiple apparent drownings in recent days. Officials say everyone should wear personal flotation devices and swim with a friend. If you're going to swim, if you're going to boat, don't drink. We can have fun without drinking. The most important thing you're going to do is bring yourself and your loved ones safely back home. Now, one man apparently drowned after falling from a boat on a Wednesday night. Early yesterday, a man died after he was pulled from Montrose Harbor in the lake. The incidents followed an incident with two women who were severely injured in a boating accident last weekend. And finally, in our news segment at almost 13 minutes past the hour on a Friday morning edition of Catholic Connection right here on EWTN, CNN canceling its weekly Reliable Sources show on the media and said Thursday its host, Brian Stelter, is leaving the network. The show will have its last broadcast this Sunday. CNN says they've been looking to cut costs but also put forth a less opinionated product. 13 minutes past the hour. Always enjoy our segments with Doug Keck, our President and Chief Operating Officer, EWTN, The Inside Word. Up next, stay tuned. This program brought to you in part by the nonprofit Angelicum Academy. This is Father Joseph Essio. I have an important message for all you homeschooling families. You can get an outstanding and fully accredited Catholic college education and save $100,000. To learn how, go to angelicum.net. That's angelicum.net. Earn 75 college credits and an associate's degree in high school for just $3,500 a year. And earn your B.A. degree just one year later at age 19. Check this out at angelicum.net. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at charitymobile.com. Charity Mobile. Everyday living. Effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. This Ave Maria program is brought to you in part by the nonprofit CMF Curo. Now is a great time to learn about CMF Curo as a pro-life Catholic health care option for your family. You can join any time throughout the year. Plus, you'll experience an authentic Catholic community that cares about your health, spirit, mind, and body. Call 833-GET-CURO. That's 833-G-E-T-C-U-R-O. Or visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com to learn more about CMF Curo. I feel like it's a therapy session every week with Doug. We kind of work through 
things that we see in the secular media where we both used to work. Doug, always great to have you program on the program. Before we get uh, into that discussion that we're having during the break, which will continue through Fact Check Friday, on the very positive side, what's coming up on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio and TV what? Network? Well, in the South, uh, it's kind of like school has already begun. I know as a, as a Northeasterner, I'm more used to after Labor right, Day. Right, Labor but, Day, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But, when it, I mean, even now it, it starts in the middle of August. When I first came down here, it was almost like August 1st. So we've got a couple of programs, one with the Dominican Sisters that's airing tomorrow, Mary Mother Eucharist. On Love Catholic them. I just Mental. had Sister Jojo on the first on the first hour of my program They're this morning. They're the best. The best. Uh, Catholic Mental Health for Children. People can look for that uh, on uh, Saturday afternoon. Also, Living Right with Dr. Ray talks about being Catholic on campus. That'll be on uh, Saturday night. So people can check both of those out as kind of a precursor to as we roll towards uh, either you're back in school or shortly will be. Uh, then we've got uh, Father Groeschel's uh, wonderful mailbag, uh, where he answers uh, questions people sent in over the years. Of course, we recently were lucky enough to run an old program he did on the Assumption, and that was always great to hear his insights mm-hmm. again. Uh, our classic, and I know one of your favorites, A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing, yep. is airing this Sunday at 10 p.m. If you haven't seen this oh, please Agenda, watch it. Agenda, you need to watch them uh, because they will open up your eyes if your eyes are still closed. Hopefully they're not. Then coming up on Monday, we've got Last Call Stories of Late Vocations with Dr. Rhonda Chervin. You remember Rhonda, of course. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another program coming up with Bishop Sheen. And then uh, next Thursday, Cathedrals Across America Celebration of Divine Liturgy. And we'll have that coming uh, from the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary from the Ukrainian Catholic Church in Centralia, Pennsylvania, of course, because of the Eastern Rite, there are different feast days in here. So that's on August the 25th coming up, and we're happy to air that. And, of course, go to EW10.com to find out all our programming. And go to uh, our YouTube channel and go to our on-demand page, which uh, I think on YouTube we're up near 40,000 videos, folks. So I Wow. Mean, uh, there's more Catholic product out there than you can imagine, and all of the stuff on YouTube and certainly on our on-demand page are all free so check that out so have you found i was i was talking about this this morning in the first part uh, of my program about what's happening with youtube where now they're putting up these little these little things yep. that basically mm-hmm. this disclaimers are you finding that with some of the stuff that you're posting as well uh yeah we had a couple that got hit actually some of them were older they seem to be uh working off the algorithm of something that had to do with anything that could be perceived as a negative medical condition based upon abortion this one seemed to focus on breast cancer Ah, wow, wow. See, this is, it's starting up again, Doug, as we move toward right. the midterms, don't you see? Yeah, well, you also, think? yeah, because of the fact that, uh, you know, just like we did a couple of years ago, uh, the any uh, information that uh, casts a, a bad light on a certain particular perspective or party uh, needs to be uh, devalued, eliminated, uh, swept from sight. And then anything like that story you were talking about, that they were harassed. What do you mean by harassed? We're living in a world today where if somebody says, I really don't agree with you, and I mean I really don't agree with you, the second time they said it, that's harassment. Mm -hmm. Uh, The third time they say it, that would have been assault. Uh, So, I mean, the world we live in today, as you pointed out in New York, you've got the how many attacks were there on Catholic churches over the last year? Okay, over 100. Uh, what about the, on on pro life clinics? You know, which are designed to help women, regardless of your perspective on abortion. 
They're there to help women and counsel them in a positive way. Uh, there were attacks on all of those. Nobody, nobody gets arrested. No, nothing happens. You never hear about it. Uh, but you know, uh, there's no, uh, you know, a couple of workers get yelled at by a, a couple of overzealous uh, people in the parking lot, and suddenly we're looking for harassment because honestly, they're looking for every story they can blow up. Right. It fits their narrative. I mean, it's amazing how in the world we live in today, we can't figure out what people's motivations are uh, anytime it's something that's against Catholics. If you're burning down Catholic churches, well, we're not sure why people are doing this. You know, Salman Rushdie is, I was just is basically <laughs> right. almost killed by a man who's clearly... But we don't know the has, motive. We don't know has, the motive. Right. Has, has, has a very clear motive that anyone with eyes to see and ears to hear could figure out. But forever, we're, well, we're not quite sure why he might have done this. And it's because... His mother explained, the suspect's mother Absolutely. explained what happened to him and how he went so, you know, radical. Right, that they were able to report. But they couldn't say it themselves because it would run against. Uh, after all, we know that the greatest threat is white nationalism. Look at what we're dealing with the rosary. You know, we've got an article in the, the, Atlantic, the Atlantic claiming mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, people with their rosaries are really militaristic and things like that. I mean, we have a new bumper sticker we're trying about called Rosary Radical. You bet. We're all rosary radicals. We're mm -hmm. happy to play. We live a radical lifestyle for Catholic Christian lifestyle and for our Lord. He was a radical in that way and what he called, how he called us to live. And we pray the rosary. It's one of the greatest spiritual, spiritual weapons that exists. And yes, on the spiritual warfare, we're doing quite well. This is why it is so important. I'm glad you mentioned that Wolf in Sheep's Clothing is on again and also the gender agenda. Because when you hear us talking about these types of stories, and I'm going to be continuing this in my Fact Check Friday and also with Brian Birch as we talk about the, the great videos that he's putting out there in these spots reminding folks of what this administration is not doing in terms of what you just mentioned, Doug. But then you can help. This helps people connect the dots. Because when you see stories or hear stories such as the ones we just mentioned, then you can understand looking at why, because it's very systematic, and people need to know this. Absolutely, and the, and there's lots of connections as to why these things, yeah, like we said, that was the original idea of doing the original one on Saul Alinsky, was, was kind of saying, why is everybody yelling at each other? What do we go right. from having discussions and having, well, you, we agree to disagree to, if, I don't, if you don't agree with me, you're evil, uh, you're evil. Um, you know, and, and this, where this came from, you're a horrible person or you're a bigot or you're a racist or something, you know, horrible, disparaging thing to accuse somebody of, like right off the bat. And it, it really is, you know, that rules for radicals, the demonization of your enemy. Uh, don't, don't, uh, you know, isolate them and destroy them. Make it personal. That's the whole Alinsky, uh, book. Uh, and we can see it in society and what's going on exactly. And it makes it easier when you see, okay, now I understand where this came from. I understand. And, and the reason it is as, as powerful and as evil as it is is because when you're talking about things like abortion or you're talking about things like the direct attack on the family, all of these things are, and I'm a cynical New Yorker, but they're demonic. I'm mm -hmm, sorry. Mm -hmm. They are demonic. Oh, yeah. And when you when you see the battle go on and you see the the level of hate and the level of anger that comes out from the other side defending these virtually undefensible positions, you say to yourself, uh, you know, this can only be because of the evil one. 
Or how about that exchange a couple of weeks ago? I think we talked about this between Senator Hawley and that woman, that professor from California, where all he was doing was asking, this is in the judiciary uh, mm-hmm. hearings in the Senate after talking about right. life after Roe v. Wade, and she was brought on and she was a very you know pro-gender ideology mm-hmm. person, and he asked a question and she immediately said, I am going on the record to state that, that Senator Hawley is threatening the lives of transgender people. All he right. did was ask a question. Right. And this is a person who's a who's a professor of right. law. I mean, a trained person to for argumentation and and logical discussion. And the first thing they do is go right to the line right away. Okay, it's because that's the defense. And the reason they do that is because their arguments don't work. So, and they can't engage in an argument, so the first they thing can't. is to accuse you and make you look like the bad person. And right. it was interesting, if you saw her eyes in that in that uh, that segment, her eyes are bouncing all over the place, and there was just something odd going on. Getting back to your, your component, I think your point about the spiritual component here, we, right. can't, we can't forget that when we're talking about things as evil as abortion, right? And going against the dignity of the human person in so many ways, what we're doing in our society, that this isn't a spirit. There isn't a big spiritual component to this. There is. Absolutely. Our lady said at Fatima, the, the great battle is going to be over the family. John Paul II, uh, St. John Paul II uh, said the same thing, reiterated that. And, and I don't mean to say whether you're a Catholic and believe that or not, uh, you'd have to look around and, and, and really close your eyes to deny that the family clearly is under attack. Right. All of these things with multiple genders and all things, ultimately, what's the impact of those things besides their ultimate, their confusion is it destroys the family. You no longer have male, female joining together in a unit, having children, the stable building block of, a, of any society, let alone a Christian society. So, Doug, let's get the schedule again as to when we're going to see the uh, gender agenda and also a wolf in sheep's clothing. Because I really, if, if people haven't seen it, I also want them to purchase a DVD and share it as right. well. Right, they can get that uh, through a uh, religious catalog or download it uh, as well. But it's going to be on Sunday night, the wolf in sheep's clothing, the original one. And then next Sunday night, it'll be the gender agenda. Good. We're running it every other week, alternating them because people Amen. need to see this. Amen. Doug, thank you so much. Have a great weekend and continued success and all the things that you're doing at EWTM. We'll be right back. Everyone said it would be quick and simple. I didn't go with her or try to stop her. She said it was her choice and her body. Look, I had other things to worry about. She didn't want to listen to me. I felt helpless. I didn't want to mess up all my plans. I gave up trying to change your mind. Are you a man suffering from a loss due to an abortion decision? If you are, you may feel alone, but you're not. There are people who understand and can help at projectjosephdallas.org. She said this was not going to affect me. Why am I still hurting? So much time has gone by and I still remember it. Don't suffer alone. Visit projectjosephdallas.org. A message from Project Joseph of Dallas, a ministry for men who have suffered the experience of abortion.
Hi, this is Dave Palmer with a reminder to download the Guadalupe Radio Network app on your smartphone. It's very simple to do, and once you have the app on your phone, you can listen to a crystal clear signal of this station, KTH 910AM, 24 hours a day, anywhere you are. If you have any questions about our app or need help setting it up on your phone, contact me through email, davepalmer at grnonline.com. Hello, it's Todd Sluter, licensed professional counselor with Epiphany Counseling and longtime sponsor of GRN. I have been blessed to work with many individuals, couples, teens, and families in our diocese for the past eight years, incorporating counseling principles with authentic Catholic values. God wants you to have a greater sense of joy and purpose. If you or someone you know are struggling to find purpose, stuck moving forward with goals in life, or a relationship is not working, you may need to seek a counselor to help regain hope and healing. You may get in touch with me at 469-556-8336. From the archives, this this is the wisdom of Mother Angelica. We have to think the way God thinks. If I hate my brother, that's not how God thinks. If you lie or cheat, that's not how God is. If you have a hot temper, if you're proud, arrogant, if you find it hard to forgive and forget, it's not like God. What does that mean? It means you're not acting like God. You know, it's foolish to think that you're going to die and pop right into heaven when you hate half the people there. (laughs) You know, you you still hate your mother-in-law. You still hate, may she rest in peace, but you hope she doesn't. (laughs) All these people you don't even like. For more about Mother Angelica, visit EWTNRC.com. Welcome back. Catholic Connection, our Fact Check Friday segment. Again, I really want to encourage you, especially with the facts, to please check out uh, the Gender Agenda and a Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. As Doug said, they're going to be playing them uh, on and off for the next uh, couple of months, which I think is so important. And even if you've seen them, watch them again. Because it will just help you understand and connect the dots, pull out the big and look at the big picture, as I always say, which is so so important. And it's getting more and more important, given the way the secular media are not covering stories. And what's so tragic is that when our founding fathers gave us the First Amendment, when they gave us this incredible uh, setup that we have in this democratic republic, we are a democratic republic. They meant the press to be free, yes but to also be able to hold authority accountable. And this is one of the first things that you learn in J school or you used to learn in journalism school. I learned it in in high school journalism classes for crying out loud. And it just doesn't happen anymore. And it's so obvious in terms of the way stories are covered. Now, I see it because this is my training. I went to school for it. I have a journalism degree, and I worked in the industry, so I'm trained to spot these things, and now I made it part of my my ministry, my media ministry, to help people discern media messaging because it's so powerful, can be powerful positively or negatively, as we're going to be explaining with our friend Brian Birch in just a few minutes. So there's a story that cropped up, as I mentioned, that, and I was discussing this earlier in my program, and I think I mentioned it at the top of the hour, covering a story about Planned Parenthood. And so this was put out there by one TV station in New York. I can only find it on MSN and this particular station in New York. It was a statement from the Attorney General combined with a statement from Brooklyn Planned Parenthood about, for example, apparently, according to them, there were some anti-abortion extremists, and they used the word extremists in their statement, that were harassing 
Planned Parenthood workers. But yet it didn't say what they did. There was no video. There were no images. There was no, again, description of what actually happened. What constituted the harassment? Did they force their way into the building? Did they physically assault someone? Was there some other type of violence or bad behavior? If that were the case, I would think there would be some charges. People would have been arrested, as they should be, because we're not tolerating violence. No one should. Just as Mother Angelica said, as you just heard in that beautiful, that beautiful clip, how we're supposed to love one another. So this is where the media come in. Where are the follow-up questions? Why aren't they asking the questions that I'm asking this morning, which is the basic who, what, where, and why, and how? Okay, now the Attorney General in the statement says that she has a record of these people doing this before. Okay, so what else did they do? What is, what is the pattern of behavior here? Just please let me know, and we'll report on it. Who are these people? Are they associated with a particular group, a particular church? Nothing, zip, zero, nada. And so what you have as a result of the lack of reporting, the lack of basic, this isn't even investigative reporting. This is basic journalism 101, asking simple questions as opposed to just regurgitating a message from a very pro-abortion attorney general, pro-abortion, obviously, Planned Parenthood. And where were the pro-life sources? Why didn't they get a response from the pro-life community in New York if these people have a habit of doing this? You know that the pro-life organizations in New York State would never tolerate this and would be out there saying this is wrong. But, of course, they did not go and even ask the other side of the story. And this is a huge failure on the part of the media today, and we see this consistently across the board. Most recently, we see it with the Centers for Disease Control. Now, all of a sudden, they have this big mea culpa. And they're saying, oh, we were just so horrible in our communication. Our messaging was bad. It was confusing. Well, duh. One day do this. Next day do that. No, this doesn't matter. No, this matters. Very hypocritical in terms of the way the elites were handling this and the way they were living our lives compared to the way the rest of us were forced to live our lives. And now, subtly, all these things are coming out, right? And very few in the secular media are reporting it. Except for this to say as if, well, see, aren't they wonderful people because they're admitting it was confusing. Well, where were those issues when this was happening? Why weren't they asking the questions? That's their job, the job of the media. I mean, I I see this all the time. I travel extensively. And I was chuckling to myself on my last trip overseas when we were making a connection through Amsterdam. The plane was packed, a KLM flight to Rome. And all along the floor, there were still the stickers on the floor of the plane, the main aisle, that said, stand six feet apart. And I burst out laughing. You know what it's like when a plane lands and you go and you get your carry-on luggage and everybody's on top of each other, especially if you're not sitting in the front of the plane in first class. So everybody in, in coach is just moving around and trying to get themselves out. And even in first class, it's crowded. You can see. And then they're looking down at these signs, stand six feet apart. Are you kidding me? Now, to me, that in itself is a story as to why the airlines are now, okay, I'm glad travel is open. I love to travel. I travel all the time, and I love to to speak in different cities. But why do they still have these things on the floor, and why are they still insisting in some cases that people still need to wear masks in certain situations? 
or why are they now saying you see all these ads all over the place still for the vaccine and i'm not going to get into the whole thing about the vaccine that's not my point my point is is that now they're admitting and this came out a couple of weeks ago that it doesn't prevent you from catching it and it doesn't prevent obviously the spread and there are some serious health questions coming out again about the vaccine and so everybody seems to have forgotten about this and yet there's still these these cases where people are are telling people to wear masks and do all this and at the same time the cdc says their messaging was confusing and they and they really did a bad job where are the media asking the questions and why aren't the media asking them what does this have to do why are you doing this now do you think it's a coincidence it's a couple of months before the midterms are you kidding me these are the types of questions reporters are supposed to be asking these are basic questions and instead what do they do they just take the statements they put them out there there's no follow-up and we're the ones who suffer and we suffer because if we believe what they are telling us then we are very very badly badly informed poorly informed and we're getting catechized by the culture as opposed to catechized by the truth just ask the simple questions there's no way that story about the alleged harassment of Planned Parenthood of Brooklyn should have even made print gone online gone anywhere without the basics and this is what happens over and over and over again and let me say as Archbishop Shep Hugh says till I'm blue in the face till we're blue in the face we need to know how the media work so they don't work on us just ask the basic questions who what where when why and how let's start there we'll be right back i'll bet you know by now that amazon smile is a great way to support your favorite charity and supporting the guadalupe radio network while you shop is easy step one just start off at smile.amazon.com Step two, choose La Promesa Foundation as your charity. La Promesa Foundation is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio Network. And step three, enjoy your shopping. Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase to the La Promesa Foundation, and it doesn't cost you any extra. La Promesa Foundation and Guadalupe Radio Network, thank you. Are you looking for a tax preparer this year to help you with your personal or business tax filing or management? At Balance Book LLC, they can assist with business and personal tax returns, accounting services, sales tax, payroll, business formations, and more. They can be reached by calling 972-805-5095, or you can visit them at 4425 West Airport Freeway, Suite 122, Irving, Texas 75062. Balance Book LLC, a new sponsor of the GRN and members of Holy Spirit Catholic Church in Duncanville. Thank you for listening to the Guadalupe Radio Network and being part of the family. Families pray for each other. We would be honored if you would let us pray with you and for you. You don't even have to tell us your name. Just go to our website, grnonline.com, or call our prayer request line and leave us a message at 800-395-4008. That's 800-395-4008. We will be praying for you every day.
The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Little Elm Eye Care for their support. Little Elm Eye Care is owned by Drs. Burt and Leslie Bubella, parishioners of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish in Plano. They specialize in family vision care, comprehensive eye exams, contact lenses, and the treatment of eye diseases and injuries. Little Elm Eye Care is located at Lakeshore Crossing at 800 West Eldorado Parkway, Suite 110 in Little Elm. They can be reached at 972-292-0900 or at littleelmeyecare.com. In the 1960s, when churches were burned, President Kennedy stepped up, condemned it. To burn churches, I consider both cowardly as well as outrageous. President Kennedy pledged justice. As soon as we are able to find out who did it, we'll arrest them. Now, churches are being burned again because they protect unborn babies and women in need. Our second Catholic president? Keep protesting because keep making your point. Hmm. That is one of the ads that's going to be launched by our friends at Catholic Vote. It's a seven-figure ad campaign on Joe Biden's failure to defend churches, pro-life organizations that have been under attack, especially since the leak of the Dobbs decision and also, of course, on June 24th, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Brian Birch is a president of Catholic Vote. And just a little background, they're launching a seven-figure TV and digital ad campaign exposing Joe Biden's failure to protect Catholic churches and pregnancy centers that are under widespread attack, including firebombings and other forms of property property destruction, as well as death threats. The ad vividly contrasting our nation's first Catholic president, JFK, who expressly condemned, as you heard in that ad we just rolled for you, church burnings and promised justice for the victims of President Biden's notable silence and even encouragement of continued protests. Now, this will run on TV in D.C., Arizona, and Wisconsin, and online nationwide. On the phone with us is Brian Birch, the president of Catholic Vote. Brian, thanks for joining us. Good to talk to you again. Great to be with you. Good morning, Teresa. So let's talk about how this ad campaign, I just mentioned how it's going to be rolled out. When does it begin? It begins today, in fact. So your interview is quite timely. And I have to say, whenever I hear someone say a seven-figure ad buy, I always feel a little uncomfortable because it's not something we, we are used to. This is the biggest and largest media buy that we've ever done, single largest. Uh, and we've been accumulating uh, support to pull this off, and we think this is the right time knowing we're less than 100 days away from an election. And the goal here is to bring awareness and let voters know, especially Catholics know, that this issue is on the ballot. And that not, it's not just a question of some abstract religious liberty principle. Uh, it's a question of our, the safety and security of pregnancy resource centers and our Catholic churches, but more importantly, the politicization of our government uh, in a way where the Department of Justice, which is supposed to be neutral, is increasingly being used for political purposes, people calling it the weaponization of the Department of Justice, and there's a lot of different ways. We're seeing this, but certainly Catholics have an important way in which they're being affected by this refusal, even to speak on it, by the way. Right. Uh, we have had not a single arrest and not a single prosecution, despite hundreds of incidents. Well, I was just going to mention that because, as you said in your statement, pro-abortion domestic terrorists, they're claiming responsibility. They have the name of the organization. They call themselves Jane's Revenge, and that's usually the the uh, most common uh, organization that we see spray-painted on some of these churches and, and the pro-life uh, pregnancy resource centers. So where is law enforcement in all of this? Well, that's the question we're certainly asking. And where is the president? Uh, the president hasn't said a single thing. Uh, about this. Um, certainly, I think he's trapped a little bit by his ideological base, because if he was to say, for example, uh, that pro-abortion uh, 
uh, supporters are out of line or that pregnancy resource centers are legitimate health health places that deserve protection, he would get in trouble with his own voters. Um, but you're right. Now, where is law enforcement? Where is the FBI? Um, just this week, we saw this Boston Children's Hospital and uh, admitting that they're doing pediatric trans surgeries, and someone criticized it, and then some, you know, crazy uh, threatened them. And so within days, the Department of Justice said, we're going to create a task force, we're going to go after critics of this, and we will have a zero-tolerance policy on, on any sort of threats of violence, let alone violence against this hospital. Well, this is exactly what we've been asking for for months, if not the last year from this administration, and we've heard nothing. And in terms of numbers, and by the way, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Brian Birch, the president of Catholic Vote, about a new ad campaign that they're rolling out actually today, and we'll give you the link and where you can uh, see them, see the ads as well. So we have 64 incidents against pro-life organizations and 69 incidents against Catholic churches. Now, if this were the case, and it shouldn't be, if there's any violence anywhere, obviously, as as example, you mentioned the situation in Boston, violence is wrong, this is not a way to solve problems. But if this were happening where there were 69 incidents against, let's say, uh, pro-abortion groups, whether it be an activist group or whether it be an actual abortion facility, this would be drummed into our heads 24-7. It would be news. It would be above fold. It would be all over the websites. It would be the lead story everywhere. It would be the subject matter of talk show hosts everywhere. And yet we have 64 incidents against pro-life organizations and 69 incidents against Catholic churches, and it's like crickets. Yeah, well, and neither, this is just since the Dobbs leak. Uh, right. This is just since June. Uh, we've had uh, over 200 attacks on Catholic churches since 2020, and certainly uh, the pregnancy resource centers have always been uh, in the line of fire from pro-abortion forces, although uh, they certainly, since the Dobbs decision, uh, they've been increasing significantly. You're right, uh, Teresa. Imagine, for example, that 200 mosques or 200 um, uh, synagogues had been attacked or firebombed. There, there would be zero tolerance for this, and there would be people in jail as they should. And this is the, the shameful thing, and certainly we're seeing examples of this, this, you know, as they call it, last acceptable prejudice in this country, mm-hmm. and that's anti-Catholicism. This bigotry that persists that, frankly, is just disgusting. And you would think, and this is why we use JFK in our ad, that a Catholic president, let alone a practicing Catholic president, someone who calls themselves devout, would lift a finger on this issue. It's interesting, Brian. I was telling you during the break that when I was doing my news this morning, I noticed, and I brought this up to my producer, Andrew, and I believe he pulled the clip. So I'm, I'm looking at this wire service that we use to put our newscast together. I noticed that the president, Joe Biden, is apparently having an anti-violence summit in September. I think it's September 15th. Andrew, can you roll that, that rap or that voicer that we have on this summit? And I want, I want you to listen to this, Brian. I want our, list, our audience to listen because they're talking about violence, violence, violence. They're, not, they're, they're mentioning that there may be some people of faith, but I'm wondering who's going to be represented. Roll the clip. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says the summit on September 15th will also highlight the administration's actions to reduce gun violence. Jean-Pierre said the United We Stand summit will bring together officials, faith leaders, and civil rights groups and will feature a keynote speech by President Biden, who will, in Jean-Pierre's words, put forward a shared vision for a more united America. Okay, so what does that mean, Brian? Do you think your thoughts? Well, thanks for alerting me to that. I'm not familiar with it. My guess is based on the clip and based on the way in which they're hoping to play the, the gun issue is that it'll likely focus on some of the real tragic shootings, including Uvalde recently. Um, I hope 
I, I would hope that if they are going to do a larger summit on violence itself, uh, that they uh, invite a, a Catholic representative or a member of the Pregnancy Resource Center to talk about the ways in which they're being targeted. This is the challenge, Teresa. What's happening here is they're attempting to create this equivalency that somehow if they're going to talk about violence or politically inspired violence, that it's both sides are responsible. Um, and, of course, they're playing off the January 6th effort. But uh, what we're seeing here is a clearly one-sided uh, uh, effort uh, over the last at least several months and certainly over the last years. There's no equivalent of an a audience or a particular uh, group of Americans being specifically targeted like Catholics uh, on the other side. And so uh, we have to be careful here to somehow let what's happening to us uh, be diluted and compared with, you know, a one-off incident from 15 years ago, uh, which is what the Department of Justice has done, by the way, in a letter back to us. They claim that they have prosecuted and they referred to something over a decade ago that they have done, um, that somehow the pro-life people and pro-abortion forces are, are equally violent. And that, of course, is not true. It's interesting because if you look at the website and the stories on this so far, they're talking about uh, countering domestic terrorism. And they're claiming that it's going to be bipartisan, but they don't give a list of who the speakers are going to be. And I find that uh, a very interesting. And it's it's focusing mainly, according to what I've been able to see with some of the press releases and some of the reports out there, on the shootings at the schools and whatnot, which is fine. Okay, let's talk about that as well, obviously. But where are these? Uh, yes. All these things should be addressed, right? Yeah, you're right. And, and this is the thing. This country is divided. We're in, obviously, you know, a historic moment here where we have deep, deep divisions and questions about how we can get along still with, with despite these, you know, what seemingly intractable differences. No matter who the president is, no matter who the political leader or party, we have to be able to at least expect law enforcement, the Department of Justice, the FBI, to equally apply the law. That is kind of the bedrock. You're going to have the policy debate, and should we do this and that, and should, you know, even on the life issue, it's, there's going to be an ebb and flow based on who's winning elections and who's winning the public. But law enforcement and the rule of law has to be and has always been at least perceived as equally applied and that everyone is equal before the law. And when that begins to be politicized, I think we have real problems. Yeah. Talking with Brian Birch, the president of Catholic Vote, on a new ad campaign they're rolling out today regarding the lack of follow-up or even interest on the part of the Biden administration and what's been happening at pro-life organizations in terms of attacks, violent attacks, and also at uh, churches across the country, a number of incidents. And you can find more information out. What's your website, Brian? Give us your link. Yeah, so we're tracking all of these events by the day, catholicvote.org. There's a tracker there for pregnancy resource centers along, along with incidents on churches. And, of course, we're receiving info every day. If your church is attacked, take pictures, of course, report it to law enforcement, but also please send it to us so that we can continue to get this story into the media and make sure that uh, it stays a priority for Catholic voters going into this election. Brian, you know what's so important about this is that I would venture to say, and this is just an opinion, I, I don't, I'm just saying this knowing how the media work, that there are probably many people, even in our listening audience, that are not aware of a lot of what has happened and the attacks on the pregnancy resource centers and Catholic churches because the media aren't reporting on it because the administrations and law enforcement agencies 
are not, at least we haven't heard what they're doing, if they're doing anything on this. And so this is why these ads are so important, because people run their lives, and any counselor will tell you this, really through emotion and feelings. And to see a Catholic church burned or any building burned uh, in, in a violent act is, is a very strong, you get a very strong response. So I think it's really important in terms of, of to put this out there because many people probably haven't even seen what's happened. Well, you make a really important point. Not only is the Department of Justice not doing anything about it, the media is not covering it, but also they're becoming so common now that it's almost like, oh, another church, you know, firebombed, another church vandalized. Just last week, a church in Denver. Uh, a week before the Assumption, the Assumption of, of the Blessed Virgin in Colorado, a, a bullet holes twice, back-to-back days, a drive-by shooter shot up the turf. Again, I, I think I, I'm concerned here not just about the politics of it and about the law, but also at some point someone's going to get hurt or someone's going to get killed. And, and when we get into that um, stage, it's, it'll be exceptionally tragic and even worse. Um, in terms of these divisions. And that's why we, we need leadership on this, and we need Catholics to be paying attention and to be understanding that there are, there, this, is, this is a big issue going into this election that Catholics need to understand. So how many, how many spots do you have? Are they mainly 60s, 30s, and how long are they, and, and how many stations are going to be hitting, do you think, TV stations? Well, yeah, so we, we I just cut the check, or wire the money technically for a million dollars to the ad agency that's placing all the ads. We're still picking different markets and, and number of spots. It's thousands of spots. Um, we are focusing on Arizona and Wisconsin for a reason. Those are some key Senate races uh, that we think are right neck and neck right now. Uh, in Arizona, we have a pro-abortion Catholic versus a pro-life Catholic running for the Senate there. Uh, but then it's also going to run in Washington, D.C. to try to you know, stir the pot a little bit and get the Department of Justice and people that are in that milieu uh, paying attention. But then it's going to run digitally across the country in a lot of these districts that we're focused on. So it's it's going to be uh, tens of thousands of spots, the 30-second spots, though, to your media-trained eye. Um, yeah. Since okay. it's hard to get people's attention for more than that. <laughs> you have right, to exactly. provoke them and yeah. then mm-hmm. get, them, get them searching. Is this true? What's going on with this? Who's this org? Et cetera. And then they learn more about what what we're talking about. And will we be able to share these on our social media pages and whatnot? Oh, absolutely. Um, of course, if you sign up at CatholicVote.org, you can hear the latest of what we're doing, and we send this out. And then, of course, follow us on social media, where everything we're doing will be shared there for people to get out to their own audiences. Brian, thanks for all you're doing. And again, give us your website before we let you go. Absolutely. CatholicVote.org. Everything uh, we're doing can be posted there. And, of course, love for a follow on social media or an email to keep up with the day-to-day happenings in this crazy world we live in. So thank you so much, Teresa, for continuing to cover this. Well, thank you for, for your expertise. And also, let's let's come back and circle back, as uh, someone used to say. No, pun intended. But let's uh, come back and talk about this anti-violence summit. See what you find out uh, in terms of who's speaking, who's representing pregnancy resource centers and Catholic churches, or even if they're going to be represented at all. We'll be right back. It's a Friday morning. Stay tuned, and we'll wrap up Catholic Connection. Let you know it's coming up on a Monday.
When you see the world with Catholic eyes, you see God's hand at work in human history. You see the true, the good, and the beautiful. With a Master's of Arts in Catholic Studies from Franciscan University of Steubenville, you see the world as it truly is. This online program helps you see art, literature, theology, psychology, and more as occasions for grace. Find out more about the Master's in Catholic Studies at franciscan.edu slash mcs. That's franciscan.edu slash mcs. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. I'm angry, frustrated. Sound like you? Someone you know? Well, it could be any of us from time to time. But there's different types of anger. It's not so cut and dry. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Ray. One thing is for sure, you don't need to suffer with anger frustration. In my book, Living Calm, Mastering Anger and Frustration, you'll learn whether your anger is a product of your nature or your nurture, and how to regulate those emotions and those thoughts. You can get Living Calm and all my other books at AveMariaRadio.net. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Beautiful Friday. Don't forget to tune in to EW10 this weekend and check out all the great programming, especially a Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. So important to understand what's going on. And also next weekend, the gender agenda. We'll be back on a Monday, God willing. We'll see you then. Have a great weekend. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Transmitting the treasures of our Catholic faith to your radio every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Hey men, listen up. Tired of the pain yet? Sick of hiding the anger, guilt, and shame? I don't care whose idea it was. Losing a child to abortion hurts, but it won't go away by itself. The loss is real, and so is the pain. Call me now at 469-720-CARE. We'll talk, and no one needs to know. I understand your pain because it was mine once. Call Project Joseph, 469-720-2273, now.
A vast majority of Catholic youth are disconnecting from the church during their teenage years. To re-engage teenagers, Net Ministries offers dynamic evangelistic retreats that have helped over 2.3 million young people encounter the person of Christ. By scheduling a Net retreat, you create an opportunity for your young people to make the faith their own. Like one retreatant who shared, the Net retreat was a wake-up call for me. It's so easy to get distracted in the world, but it helped me to focus more on God and who God wants me to be. You can schedule your Net retreat today by going to netusa.org forward slash schedule. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco Dallas Fort Worth Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe radio network in North Texas heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone